From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, Brenda Ryan began a lifelong love of music and the performing arts in childhood. In this episode, Brenda takes us on a vivid journey of life in Ipswich and is still actively contributing to the cultural fabric of the city through Ipswich Musical Theatre Company. We also talk about stalled plans for a new Ipswich Performing Arts Centre. It's Monday, March 4, 2024, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Brenda Ryan was one of the co-founders of Ipswich Musical Theatre Company in 2001 and joins me now. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Brenda. Good morning, Alan. What are your earliest memories and involvement in the performing arts in Ipswich? Oh, Back when I was a very young child with the Junior Cambrian Choir. The Cambrian Hall was in South Street where the Humanities Building is now, a wooden building. And in 1947, my father's cousin, uh, following the death of Leonard Francis, who had had the Cambrian Choir for 40 years, uh, Lila Maguire took on as being conductor of the Cambrian Choir, and she established the Junior Cambrian Choir. And uh, each Saturday morning, I went and sang with the Junior Cambrian Choir. And that led to your lifelong involvement in the performing arts? (laughs) Yes, and once again, (laughs) Lila. (laughs) Uh, When I was a young teacher at my first school when I was 18, At the time, there wasn't a music teacher at each individual school. And Lila Maguire, with uh, Miss Gee playing the piano, gave music lessons at all schools. And she was very involved with the Estedford. So she set up a choir at each school and seconded a young teacher to take that choir. And that's how I became involved And so at 18, I conducted my first children's choir and I haven't stopped. (laughs) And I don't think you will. (laughs) Brenda, (laughs) the lovely thing about our chat today is that you contacted me after a a recent column in Local Ipswich News where I talked about the need for a Ipswich Performing Arts Centre uh, to rival what's in most major cities in Queensland. That led me to uncover a little bit more history about oh, some grand okay. some grand plans That's that were exciting. A, a, that were afoot in Ipswich in, even back in 1959 ambitious plans were drawn up for a major civic center in council chambers now you won't believe where it was proposed for adjacent to Darcy Doyle place they were going to demolish uh, what is now the gallery Meffel's restaurant and the community gallery and build this magnificent well we would have lost history if they had. Um, they were going to build this incredible theatre between Brisbane and Limestone Streets. It never came to pass, I'm guessing because of lack of money, because the city population was much smaller then. And then we had to wait till the 70s 
when Ipswich Civic Centre was floated. It was called the Civic Hall originally. The earliest plans I've found were drawn up in March 1971. I'm guessing you remember when that happened. Well, uh, yes. Uh, the Gough Whitlam opened the Civic Centre on the 17th, or it might have been the 19th of July, 1975. And I, at that time, had joined the uh, Orpheus Chorale and the, the Orpheus Chorale sang at that opening uh, uh, opening uh, occasion when Gough Whitlam opened the present Civic Centre. There were some ideas floated in 2012 for a Ipswich Performing Arts Centre. Now, it was suggested the location was going to be above the flood line, but a very complicated site to pull together. It was going to inc- include the old transit centre, uh, facing Bremer Street there, uh, the Queensland Health car park and property, and possibly even over the railway line. Now, before any of that could be sorted, there was an estimated cost of $88 million, uh, to build what was very impressive in the uh, artist impressions, but no plans had actually been drawn up. Was that a disappointment to you that that never went ahead? Oh, yes. Uh, I, um, I was, yes. Thank you for telling me that because... I attended a Chamber of Commerce meeting in the uh, the hotel in the mall that's now been uh, restored. And I actually, after the mayor at the time held up uh, the plans for the development of the mall, I asked the question, is there going to be an IPAC, an Ipswich Performing Arts Centre? And the answer was, oh, yes. And uh, there were some rolled up, which I thought were plans. And uh, it was, on that occasion, he said it was going to be where the Woolworths and the shunting yards, you know, the railway yards. Yeah, the Ellenborough Street side there, yes. Mm. Yes, that Mm. was, so that was the impression I got from that meeting, that stage three was going to be IPAC Performing Arts Centre on our South Bank and that's what's going to be their location. Well, that never came to pass and it's unlikely it ever will in those locations. What do you think would be other good locations if you could wave a magic wand for an IPAC? Well, I thought that location would be excellent because, as was explained, a new Performing Arts would be an anchor for the mall and all businesses in the mall and the top of town, because we know how it is on the performing arts on uh, on South Bank at, um, in Brisbane. All those businesses around benefit. So the whole idea of the performing arts to be the anchor to bring people there. I mean, we have a wonderful state of the art library now, the junior one and the other one, and we're very grateful for that. But, um, you know, a library and a performing arts, and it would just... So I don't know <laughs> now. <laughs> you don't, that, don't have thought, a preference. <laughs> well, no, well, somewhere... Close. Uh, I don't know mm. where... Well, why can't it still be where the shunting yard was and some of that open space? that now is at the river end of the mall. Yes. Well, they would certainly have to elevate it so there would at least be one track across the bridge to the old workshops. But what are you hearing from the broader 
theatre community across Ipswich, these ideas get floated, people get excited, then it doesn't happen. Is, is there much talk in the, in the theatre community about the need oh, for a major centre? I think there was. There was such excitement when we thought that was going to happen. And I told people who, who come from Brisbane regularly to Civic Centre, we were getting, you know, this one. I was so excited. But I think, um, you know, people have got a little bit disappointed and, and uh, resigning to the fact it's not happening. However, if there was the slightest glimmer of hope that it could, uh, there would be many, many people who would come together and uh, see what we could do to consult with three levels of government to see if we could get that, because it is needed for our city. It, it is. The Civic Centre was never a performing arts. It was a, a multi-purpose building, and um, it, it was built at the time, you know, for conferences and community events and wedding receptions and school formals and graduation ceremonies and, of course, the Steadford out there. But it had a balcony and a flat floor. Now, the flat floor, the part that near the stage, which uh, it, it doubles as an orchestra pit, yes. that goes right down to the basement and it can be stopped at any position because when I conducted the orchestra between for all the, for um, Ipswich Musical Theatre Company between 2001 and 2015, it had just go down a certain distance, so I stepped down onto that uh, a couple of, and just my head would be level with the stage. But then later, to try to make it um, more like a performing arts, they, uh, they got these tiered steps. Ah, yes, the rake, the rake seating that wheels yes. in and gets assembled, yes. It, it's down in the basement, so it gets loaded onto that piece of floor that is a lift <laughs> yes. and the base of a, of, of a and the floor of a orchestra pit and brought up and established. And that has made it, you know, you've got the flat stalls, the tiered stalls and then the balcony. But it, um, which, which was a big, a big step forward. But it, it was right from the beginning we were told that this was just the start and there would be, and of course you've got to remember, that was 49 years ago, the, yes. the Civic Centre, it'll be 50 years next year. Can I just highlight, Brenda, too, that in recent years there's been substantial technical investment and refurbs of the Civic Centre. So I'm, I'm not criticising, and I'm, I'm sure you're not either, the Civic Centre has an absolute role and future in in the cultural uh, future of this city because it, it is a multi-purpose venue. It wasn't a dedicated performing arts space. No, no. But um, the other regional centres like Meribah has the Brolga and Toowoomba has the Empire and they're capable of bringing, I'm not talking about local productions now, but, you know, the biggest productions that come to Lyric can go to, to Toowoomba. They can go to Meribah. But we we don't have anywhere to accommodate that, and that's that's getting away from 
just the local productions, you know. Yes, yeah, so there's some fantastic local productions which involve families and kids. I'm thinking one of them I can think of is NY Dance. A friend of mine yes. uh, uh, as an adult performer and just absolutely loves it and it's always a great night. Do you think it's time to start a grassroots campaign again to convince civic leaders of the need for an IPAC? Look, I really do. I think, I think we need, those of us who are passionate about this need to come together in a positive way and a realistic way because huge investment, we understand. So I think we do need to come together as a group and after we talk and talk through, then I think we should look to talking to our civic leaders at both the local, state and federal level and just to see, just to put it out there, we're realistic, it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight. Overnight, no, it certainly isn't. But but, (laughs) But I do think, I do think, you know, going forward, we do need to have... um, have a, an IPAC. The nearer to the city centre, the better, because it will be an anchor. It will bring people from far away. We get people who come to our performances um, now from uh, there, but usually it's if they're involved with someone in the show. Yeah. But it would be an alternative because there are times when com- big commercial productions can't get into the lyric because it's booked up you know years ahead and it switched just up the road if we had the ability to stage those shows people would just you know it would bring people to Ipswich who would never have a purpose to come I agree with you 100% there Brenda it's been an absolute delight to chat with you today thank you so much for speaking with Ipswich today thank you Alan bye And that's it for this episode. Just a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.